Hi, this is Cinda Williams, and I am extremely blessed to tell you about a new book on survival called Faith, Failure, and Success, Volume 2, Surviving the Storm. Erica Summers, Martha Chavez, Latrice Rice, Nicole Reed, Vanya Hudson, and I have come together to share our deepest, darkest challenges with you and how we overcame. Please check it out on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. Cinda Williams here and welcome to Season 2, Episode 34 of the PPC Podcast. I woke up with a song in my mind. The lyrics kept falling out of my mouth as I did my morning routine. Thank God it was a song of empowerment. And on that note, let's get on with it. I have been fortunate to have several talented musicians on the podcast. One of the through lines with all of my guests is their acceptance of the reality that music can change lives. I have witnessed the power of music in my own life. I've been in an audience and felt the tingles going up and down my spine when Prince sat on a stool and sang, Bet You My Golly Wow. I'd never heard it done that way before. His interpretations of the lyrics always moves me to think in a different way. When I sang along with Pharrell and his release of Happy, I felt happy. When I sang along with Anita Baker's Sweet Love, I was praying for a love just like hers. And when Mary J. Blige and Andre Bocelli did their version of What Child Is This? They took a classical style and mixed it with an R&B groove, and I cried. Sometimes I am moved by a single guitarist playing his heart out, unseen by most. Well, my guest today, master electrician and guitarist, has a very strong views on the power of music, and I'm going to let him tell you all about it. Everybody, introducing Jerome Ostry. Jerome Ostry, welcome to the PPC podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good <laughs> to be here. Yes, yes. So, um, I met Jerome a few weeks ago. You guys might remember uh, uh, Lady Pew, his his lady. She was on the show a few weeks ago, and I got the um, the blessing of meeting Jerome and and several other wonderful people in Maryland area, um, and got to talking. It turned out we know some of the same people, right, Jerome? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Jerome, yes. you're you're a guitarist around the Maryland area. Yes, yeah, uh, D.C., but we call DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I've been living in the area for a little over uh, 30 years. 
Wow, 30 years. So, so yeah, I um, so. we had uh, Dr. William E. Smith on last season in my first season. Um, uh-huh. And right around this time, actually, it was the Christmas show that we did with him. Oh, that's so crazy. Time is flying. And um, you guys have done some work together. But before we get into that, let's let's get into your childhood. That's that's a question I always ask. Tell me about your beginnings, where you're from, what your life was like, all of that. Well, I'm from a little island called Dominica. Not too many people have heard of it. And um, I usually uh, try to make the differentiation between Dominica and the Dominican Republic, where most people are familiar with the the, the, uh, the DR, Dominican Republic. It's not the same island. Uh, the Dominican Republic is, is uh, predominantly uh, Spanish and right next to Haiti. In fact, you know, they are one island, but they share a border. But Dominica is in the Windward Islands and we are sandwiched between two French islands, Guadeloupe and Martinique. And I usually say we are uh, located more center of the chain of Caribbean islands. So if you look at Trinidad all the way down, Jamaica all the way up, Dominica is kind of like uh, in the center of the uh, chain. And it's a very small uh, country, um, not a lot of people there. So I always say to folks, when you've met a Dominican, you should count yourself fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're the first that I know of, that's for sure. Okay. So, but mm-hmm. there are quite a few prominent Dominicans that's done quite a few uh, things. And, um, you know, not yeah, people are more familiar with the Jamaicans because of sports and reggae music. But uh, we have quite a few Dominicans that's done uh, a lot. Dominican born that has done quite a bit in the world that uh, most people don't know of. But anyhow, I am a son of a pastor. My dad, um, Lawrence, and my mom, Gatha Austri, um, had 13 children. Eight of us are still alive. And uh, I, I grew up as a church boy, PK, as you say here in America. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am the one before the last. There's one brother after me. We had uh, one sister, she passed about eight years ago. Yeah. So we are an army of men. I always say, you know, when I describe my family, an army of men, and they're all here in the States. I left Dominica at the age of 17 to go to college for engineering in Antigua. Spent quite a few years there. My dad was also living in Antigua as a pastor. And uh, my story is kind of long, but I'll keep it pretty concise and short. Um, at a very young age, uh, growing up in church and uh, in a home where my dad was a musician, we all uh, just picked up on music, all of my brothers and myself. And so uh, music has always been a part of my life. Um, I did four years of college in Antigua, where I became an, an engineer, electrical engineer, studied electrical engineering. But I have taken more to the part of uh, being an electrician as opposed to the engineering part. Mm-hmm. I've lived here in the DC area for quite a few years, 
and have done quite a bit in the electrical field. In fact, I was in charge of work on two of the metro stations uh, here in DC where I was in charge the end of the green line, the end of the blue line, um, for all installations uh, that were made there. So wow. the engineering part of my life has been very extensive. Um, I dabble in quite a, quite a, the electrical field is, is a very vast field. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of areas that you could get into. And I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to uh, doing the electronic part of it, low voltage part of it, but also high voltage part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fascinating field that's always growing and there's so much that you could uh, learn that it's never boring and that's what excites me about the electrical field. Um, it's crazy because I, I mean, there are so many lifestyles that I am completely oblivious of. And though I, I've heard, obviously, of electrical uh, engineers and electricians and know their importance on a rational uh, point of view, I've never thought of it as a vast, um, anything vast, because I don't know anything about it. Um, so as, a, as, as an electrical engineer, would that be something that you would guide a, a young person towards? Oh, well, most, most definitely. Mm-hmm. We can't function well. There are rural parts of the world where there's no electricity. But think about it. Uh, without us in the electrical field, the world will stop. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you have the electronic part of electricity mm-hmm. that causes computers to work, that causes navigation systems to operate. That's how they are able to get the space shuttle to deliver satellites. So just think if there was no electricity, as it is right now, the world would cease to operate. Mm. Wow. That is so true. So Beyonce says, Beyonce says that girls run the world, but I say electricians run the world. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely towards at a certain level, they, they certainly do. So, so, okay. So, I've known a lot of musicians in my life, um, but there there seem to be two different kinds. There's the the kind that are super rational, number smart, really, you know, those kind. They they you know they know how to read music really well. Blah, blah, blah. And then you have the other musicians who are you know they learn how to play by ear and all. So where would you fall? Because I mean, I, the obvious thing would be that mathematical mind. But am I wrong? What, what, where do you find, fall there? Well, I would say I fall on the other side because I, although I've been involved in music for many, many years and I've performed quite a bit, I have never really taken my music as seriously as I've taken the actual. I think at one point I did because I traveled. We had, I lived in Antigua for a while. I had a band. Um, it was a gospel band, but the, the way we performed back in the 80s was very different. We were, we were kind of ahead of, of ourselves, of, of our time, because of the type of music we played. My band, uh, The Conquerors. We had our own TV show for four years. And um, traveled as a young man all through the Caribbean uh, performing. Uh, so uh, as far as um, 
the education on music and going to school for it and spending a lot of time to develop that craft. It was something that was gifted to me naturally, I would say. And so because I am a numbers guy, it's easy for me to get into the theory of music. And so um, there's a lot that I think about when I perform. There's a lot that I try to internalize about music and when I share with my other musician friends I always try to take a moment when there is an opportunity that presents itself to you know highlight some things as far as what I think about music most musicians I would think who study music um, do it because they love it some people do it out of obligation you know, some people, it's a job. And so you find when you ask people who play music and perform why they do it, you get a lot of different answers. I have not been one to um, submerge myself a whole lot in, in the craft. At one point I did as a young man and traveled all over the Caribbean. And I will share a true story um, as a, as a gospel musician I did not know the power of music until I saw what happened through music that we were performing and I'm not sure if I shared that with you when you were here but it wasn't something that we were we orchestrated it was not something that we were looking for it was not something that we had planned but I could swear on my mother's grave that we performed on a little island called Anguilla. And there was a lady sitting in a wheelchair who got up and started to walk wow. while my band was performing. I was 17 years old. My guitar, because of her scream, my guitar literally fell out of my hand and people started jumping out of the windows because they did not know what was happening. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Did, now, did you feel something like there's a lot of people in churches and stuff like that. They say they feel something stirring within them. Did you have that feeling? Not really. It... <laughs> Not really. I, mm -hmm. I mean, my dad said to me, well, you know, as a pastor, you know, raising sons in church and, you know, us playing the music at church, I would say, well, if you want to do the hand of God, move, you got to pray and you got to fast. Mm -hmm. So that whole week, my band, nobody from the band ate food. We drank water, and that whole week, we decided oh. we're going to fast and see what happens. Wow. Now, I wasn't raised full gospel where people, you know, speak in tongues, lay on hands, and do all of this type of thing. I wasn't raised that way. Mm -hmm. So when, when that happened that night, it literally, I mean, I can remember it as if it just happened today the reaction from the folks that were in the concert hall how they started because her scream was an unusual scream and it sounded like a scream of death but when everyone turned around she was standing out of the mm. wheelchair and this was somebody who had not walked wow. so i i reserve myself from sharing this story with people mm -hmm. because it just seems so far-fetched you know, when you hear that. But I believe music 
in its truest form, in its purest form, in mm-hmm. its in the true science as to what music is supposed to do, is either going to bring healing or killing. Mm-hmm. And what I have noticed as a musician over the years in my studies of music, in its science, the numbers from one through thirteen, you know, and how chords are formed. You know, you, you hear of triads, you know, uh, the one, three, five that forms a chord and so on. And you hear of uh, so much that is spoken about in the Bible in numbers, you know, mm-hmm. you got the seven tribes and 12 and, and so on. Mm-hmm. There is a, a true significance in what happens with music in its science. And that's one of the things I would really like to be able to share as as I go on my life pilgrimage with musicians as to the importance of trying to understand the science, the modes as to what you're doing and what you're projecting. Mm-hmm. And so if music without words has a profound effect on your psyche when you hear it, it, mm-hmm. it, it puts you in different moods. And so it has the capacity with fused with the proper words to be as a nuclear weapon that could destroy generations or heal generations. Mm. Mm. I, I agree with you. And, and it's and, and it's interesting because as effective and life-changing as electricity is, I, I feel the same for music. Um, yes. it, it, it because everything's energy and everything's breaks down into waves and all of these yes. things and and you we are since we're i believe we're connected through the, with this energy music can like you said it can kill somebody or heal someone and it's the power of the of of that sound you know yes. it's the power of the word when you add lyrics to it Yep. So I, I mm, that's an that's an amazing um, journey that you're on. Yes, uh, the thing is, uh, words. I've uh, uh, often heard it said that sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can do me no harm. We we cannot exist without words. Mm. And so, words in spirit, when it's projected, mm-hmm. if you if you if you pronounce something on somebody. From since they were born, after a while, that person began to internalize what's being spoken over them. This is the spirit of the word that they would internalize and become whatever you pronounce in them. Mm. I would, I believe that when words, proper words, are put with music, that if it's projected properly, you know, I, I believe that it can have a profound effect on people's lives. And so I believe every musician should seek for the opportunity to have his music projected in such a way to have an effect, whether it be to make people happy, whether it would be to heal, you know, whether it would be to transform, you know, uh, a political atmosphere. I believe music has its way of doing that through sound. Wow. So, so since we're we're talking about music here, you you're going to share with us uh, right after this interview. You're going to share with us a song instrument called Love. 
can you tell us a little bit about the song, where, how it came to you? It's an original song. It basically introduce it for us. Okay. Wait, am I supposed to be singing it today? No, 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 no. Oh. This is this is for oh. the podcast. Okay, <laughs> okay. It, I wrote that song in the eighties, and you know, I believe love uh, is the greatest force. The Bible says God is love. I believe the highest form of love is to become love. <laughs> and so love expresses itself through different ways. And you hear we talk about filial and eros and so on. Mm-hmm. But most of the times you hear love sung by someone, it's about, you know, relationship. Relationship, right. you know, uh, boy, girl, you know, love the world. But I believe love is an instrument that can be utilized to do a lot. So in, in the lyrics, it says, you ask me how I get over all of my enemies. And you wonder when they come against me, how do I get victory? Human plans and imagination, they don't work always. But if you love men when they hate you, it's the best thing you can do. Mm. It's the instrument called love that I've been choosing. It's the instrument called love that I've been using. It's the instrument of love that would keep me winning all the time. And so I just wanted to write about love in a different way, as opposed to how I've heard it through the years. And so. Mm, I can't wait to hear it. And we're yeah. going to hear it in a, in a second. And. But we are also going to hear more from you on December 8th when you come on the PPC radio show. That's uh, on December 8th, Wednesday, 2 to 4 Eastern on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. And I really appreciate you giving me uh, your time today, but I can't wait to have you back because we're going to get even deeper into this conversation. Uh, Shelly Chell Williams, uh, DJ Kid Disco is going to be with us that day. You and I, and I'm very excited. Thank you so much, Jerome, for for being uh, with me today on the PPC podcast. Well, thank you again, Miss Cinda. And it was really nice to be on your show. It was good to talk to you. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Music is so powerful. It also has the ability to cause damage. If used thoughtlessly, music can move people to riot and pillage. It can create points of view and perspectives that can enrage entire generations. So like everything else, music is an energetic force that musicians and singers and writers and lyricists must take seriously. If they believe it or not, they have to take some responsibility for what their music invokes. You see, music is magic. The question is, is it magic for the light or for the dark?
Well, that's it for another PPC podcast. I'd like to say thank you again to Jerome Ostry for gracing us with his beautiful music and his wise words. If you want to hear more from him, check us out Wednesday, December 8th on the PPC radio show. That's 2 to 4 Eastern on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. Thank you to DJ Kid Disco for always providing wonderful beats and awesome production. God bless you all. Until next time, that's a wrap. Hi, this is Cinda Williams, and I want to tell you about the PPC Radio Show. Every Wednesday from 2 to 4 Eastern, DJ Kit Disco and Shelly Shell Williams and I sit down with a different guest. We talk about healing your heart, surviving the storm, and everything in between. Come on and join us every Wednesday from 2 to 4 Eastern on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. That's PPC Radio Show. We'll see you there.